VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Meet Friday. Come on in, stay a while. We'll check in with one of the best analysts, Jim Jackson, NBA on TNT. That LeBron injury, I think, is going to be season-ending. The the more I look at it, the the feeling I got, the report yesterday, it feels like that uh, LeBron might be done for the rest of this uh, regular season and the postseason, for that matter, if there was going to be. And I go back to the injury itself. When I thought it was a ankle sprain, high ankle, rolled it, and then I realized, because LeBron said that he stepped on uh, you know, Powell's foot, and you look at it, and he didn't. He lands in a way where once he landed that way, I thought, you know, that looks like a, a stress fracture or something that, you know, might be a little bit more serious. And just because of the angle of it and then how he reacted after it. And then he went in and then he came back out. And now we're starting to hear that uh, it's a lot more serious than uh, I think first feared or reported. Yes, Pauline. There's a lot of headlines yesterday about LeBron that said, good news, he does not need surgery. And it was yeah. very positive, but the headlines... I don't know if the headlines match the actual story. Our buddy Chris Haynes, yeah. NBA and TNT and Bleach Report, quote, L.A. Lakers star LeBron James will be reevaluated after a few weeks, and at that time, the hope is to gather a better understanding of what direction to go in, which will keep him sidelined additional time or not. It's very, a lot of people massage that into being he doesn't need surgery. Like He doesn't need surgery right this minute. Yeah, and he might not, but that might be you shut him down. Because, you know, if he's not going to be there for three weeks, are you going to be even eligible for the play-in game? And do you want him coming back for something like that? If it's that serious or the potential to be serious where there is surgery, then I shut him down. The thing that I thought was interesting about it is LeBron keeps everything in-house with his own people. And there really wasn't an update on that injury. Because, you know, that would be something where you go high ankle sprain or... 
you know, it, is it a stress fracture? Is something strange? Like, almost right away, we would probably get information. But the, it, it wasn't getting out as quick as I thought. And that's when I thought, okay, maybe there's more to this. And he's in the walking boot, but, uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep an eye on this, obviously, this morning, and if we can get any more information. But the feeling I get is that's a lot more serious than first reported. All righty. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you. Our streaming partner, the wait is over. Will and the Banks family are back in a new season of the hit Peacock original series, Bel Air. Stream it now. New episodes Thursdays only on Peacock. Phone calls coming up. And uh, Seton O'Connor, poll question for hour two is... So, dude, this isn't exactly a poll question just yet, but it could be. Okay. guy named Jeremiah, uh, who also makes a bullfrog joke in his Twitter handle. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Bullfrog. Was a good friend of mine. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, He said, with Wilt's scoring record being broken and Maravich's uh, record could be broken, which is the next record to be broken? He says, is it Wilt's 100-point game? Do you think that's going to be broken soon? Soon. Say what, five years? Is that soon? I want to see how far we get into an 80-point game. Yeah, These guys, 70 is a ton of points. But people are doing that. Yes, but can you squeeze out another 30? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> There's not another quarter, is there? Like, that's what you have to factor wow, in. Wow, you know, when you say it like that, can you squeeze another yeah, 30, 30 out of that? 30. Good grief. Yes. Could you get the points that the leading score in the NBA gets every single night? I just don't see it happening. But do I think somebody's going to get up to Kobe? Yes, I do. But it's going to take a special night where the game is close because that's another thing to factor in. You know, Kobe in that game against Toronto, the game was close. And it was an important game, and, and therefore it meant something. Well, every every game, <laughs> every game meant something for Kobe. But you know, you got to be able to be in a close game. You're in the zone, and your teammates are are feeding you the ball. Kyrie and uh, Luca combined for 82. Luca went for 42. Kyrie went for 40. As uh, they roughed up the 76ers. Okay. Um, Golden State rallied. They were down 11. Beat the Clippers, and. Uh, Pretty much the NBA news. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Antoine Davis had 22 points last night. Detroit Mercy lost at Youngstown State. That was in the Horizon League tournament. As a result, Davis ends three points shy of Pete Maravich's all-time scoring record. But there is a chance, even though they're 14 and 19, maybe the NIT would invite them or maybe the College Basketball Invitational, the CBI, and maybe get a chance to break Pete Maravich's all-time scoring record. Wilt's 100. Uh, Wilt never fouled out of a game. Isn't that amazing? You would think a big guy would get into foul trouble. Wilt Chamberlain never fouled out of a game. Also, when you think about passing big men, Wilt once led the NBA in assists. <laughs> Wilt... Wilt, I think, is led in more categories than maybe anybody has. Points, rebounds, blocks, assists, field goal percentage, uh, missed free throws. But 
He's he's that dinosaur in basketball. The NBA, the way Pete Maravich is that dinosaur dinosaur in college basketball. Because if Pete was playing now, he would have gone. He would have played his freshman year, and then he would be gone. Even though his dad was his coach at LSU, uh, Antoine Davis's dad is Mike Davis, and therefore he played five years. He got a COVID year in there. He had transferred, but he played five years. And he's a career, his career averages, I think, 24. Maravich is over 44 per game. And yes, I know there's things to factor in. Pete, Pete averaged 38 shots per game. I can't fathom 38 a game. And they knew you were going to shoot. Now, he shot around 44% from the floor and no three point shot. Yes, Mark. What's the most shots you ever took in a game? I took 25 shots. I was uh, sent down to the uh, junior varsity at Eastern Kentucky, and I was, I was upset. I was mad. I was like, all right, I'm out of here. And my coach said, hey, just go out and shoot. And I said, how often? He goes, shoot as much as you want. I shot 25 times, and it felt great. <laughs> it did. Yeah, the the, the uh, coach for Eastern Kentucky, he didn't care that I had a great game, but the coach that I was with, uh, who turned out to be a friend, uh, you know, I always appreciated that because I would, I got kicked right in the, you know what, when he was like, you go down there and you play with those guys. Yeah, Seton. Did your arm hurt the next day? Like, no. Did you feel 25 shots on it? or? Uh, my arm hurt from patting myself on the back like, yeah, damn, yeah, yeah. all right, you still got it, Maravich. So I have field goals <laughs> attempted this season, yeah. on average. Yeah, right. uh, do you want to guess who's number one, and do you want to guess how many? Who is taking the most shots? It's averaging of uh, like field goals attempted per game. All right. If, if I'm reading this right. right. It's possible I'm not. Um. Luca. Luca's number two on the list. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander is nine. Oh. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Dame Lillard? Dame? Mm, he's six on the list. Oh, damn it. Dame is six on the list with uh, 20.65. Right. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is seven on the list. Oh, he's also at just over Marv, 20. Marv, who's number one? You just took my guess. Right. I Joel Embiid. Right. LeBron James, number one, Whoa. 22 Whoa. points. Oh, okay. Yeah, 22 and a half. Right. But that's 22 and a half. This dude's doing 38. In college. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. In college. 38 a game. 38. Yeah, Paul. When Kobe had 81, he attempted 46 shots, but he made 28 of them. So he made like over 60%. Yeah. Hit, all, all, hit 18 to 20 free throws. I think to get Wilt Chamberlain, you're going to need overtime. Over because imagine if Kobe somehow in that game, overtime was forced by the Raptors, and he got another 10. I don't think as a team you're going to let somebody get 100 on you. Right. I think you're going to make sure you, <laughs> you do your best to say, nope, not you. You may get 85, but you're not getting a 100. Yeah, Marv. What if somebody's hot against the Rockets? Well, that's true. If somebody's getting a 100, it's either going to be against the Spurs or the Rockets. Spurs are a horrible – imagine – it's still it's mind – Blowing for me. Let me see if I have this here. Um, the Spurs are giving up 122 points per game. You know what they've done in the uh, back-to-back games, the last two games? Held the opposition under 100 points. 
That's Greg Popovich. Stat yeah. Day, stat, <laughs> stat of the day. Pop up. Stat of the day. Here comes that. Here comes that. What? Stat, stat of the day. Top. By the way, it's a meat Friday. The Traeger Grills fired up. We have white bean and ham soup. Green chili cornbread today. Got a little fire getting ready to uh, start out there in uh, Traegerville. And Tyler, uh, the uh, moderator, has been uh, busy whipping that up this morning. Tyler, standing by to take your phone calls, 877-3DP-SHOW. Yes, Paulie? David Robinson had 71 points. 71, and that was to win the scoring title. Correct. Over? Shaquille O'Neal. Correct. Bloop, bloop. They, uh, the Spurs beat the Clippers 112-97. This is 94. David Robinson was 26-41. of 41. He even hit a three, made most of his free throws. Dennis Rodman helped him out with a bunch of offensive rebounds, mm. and they were facing a Clipper team of Loy Vaught, Dominique Wilkins, Ron Harper. I'm not making Ouch. this up. Mark Jackson and Elmore Spencer. Elmore Spencer. Jeez. Mm. And then George Gervin against David Thompson for a scoring title, final day. I think Ice might have put up 68 or something. And uh, David Thompson, it was, they both, I think one had played and then the other had to go out and uh, pass a certain uh, point total. Yeah, Paul. Correct. Yeah. George Gervin played earlier in the day and he dropped 63. Okay. And then David Thompson, did he finish with, uh, what was it, 68? No, I'm sorry. Check that. 73 in the night session <laughs> against your Pistons, April 9th, 1978. Yes, Marv. I saw a little uh, documentary that they did like a 30 for 30 short on it. Neither of those games were televised. Yeah. There's no... But, but see, I used to get the box scores, and I would study it because we didn't get to see the highlights. Even the, we, you know, Maybe the highlights, but you would never see the game. And I would get the sporting news, and it would have box scores from the entire week, whether it was baseball, football, basketball. And it was... I became infatuated with numbers because you would get those box scores, and you'd immediately look at, what did that player do? And... You, you know, if, if you were watching a certain player, an all-star, a team, it was just you had to consume it that way. You almost looked at the box score and then imagine what the game looked like. Uh, let's get a couple of phone calls in here. Tom in North Carolina, that's when I was walking uphill, both both directions when I was going to school. No storm. Yeah. Uh, Tom in North Carolina joins us. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Dan. Danette. Hey, bud. Yeah, uh, we're talking about Pete Maravich. Uh, what would his possible uh, band comparison be? Uh, I was thinking possibly any boy band, New Kids on the Block, NSYNC. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Tom, Maravich did have great hair. And I think if you're going to be in a boy band, I think it's important to have great hair. And, you know, he might have been the Harry Styles of, uh, of you know, basketball. Maybe something like that. <laughs> A boy band. I mean, we got off on that yesterday. Like, who's LeBron? And is LeBron the Rolling Stones? Who's Led Zeppelin? Michael Jordan's the Beatles. Yeah, we went down that rabbit hole. At least we were we were going down that rabbit hole. And I thought, oh, I don't know where this is going to end up. Yeah, Marv. I take responsibility. I'm really sorry about oh, that. Oh, that's true. I said oh, Kevin Durant was Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Like, pound for pound. Look, if you just, hey, Zeppelin, you guys play a song. Beatles, you guys play a song. Crowd, you guys react. That's almost like a one-on-one Durant-Jordan. 
Well, nobody wants problems with Durant. No, the Beatles. They, the you know, the girls would have screamed. Zeppelin. Nobody was screaming when they were playing in concert. It it, it was great music, but it wasn't audience participation back then. You were kind of like, all right, man, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, man. not sober. Uh, yeah, but I remember going to the show, and there was no stage performance, but there was a stage performance with the Stones. Stop me up. And, you know, Jagger would wear all these weird things, you know. I came out in, in, a, in a football uniform one tour. Like the Eagles, I think it was John Shara. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going, he's got football pants on. And then they had a big phallic symbol that came out of the, the <laughs> stage. Like it was wild there. But with Zeppelin, there was nothing going on. It's like, all right, and there's a drum solo. Uh, there, there's a guitar solo. Boy, those are tight pants on Robert Plant. Well, I was going to say, yeah, Robert Plant was a total, like, sex symbol. He was. So he, there, was there might have been a lot of dudes, like, vibing, like, this is pretty cool, but they all brought chicks with them who may have been quiet because they were staring at that dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. That hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Marv. Yeah, my mother-in-law may leave her husband for Robert Plant right now. Really? Still? I, I th- oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think he just got married. And? Well, I don't know about <laughs> I, I don't know about your your uh, relatives there. I don't know if that and is that an obstacle for her? It's an open marriage. Yeah, <laughs> she likes a challenge. All right, let me take a break. Jim Jackson's going to join us. More phone calls, and uh, we'll come back, and I'll get uh, Jim Jackson's thoughts on that injury with LeBron James. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. Every week we talk to our friends about Panini America. You are our friends, and we tell you about Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show, and we invite you to check out their NFT marketplace at paniniamerica.net slash blockchain. Also, keep an eye out for Panini's NFT platform, unique one-of-a-kind VIP experiences. Select NFT holders who have access to on-field experiences. Also, backstage at UFC. Collectors, you can share your cards in the public gallery. Complete challenges, earning exclusive award cards, and Panini's NFTs are the place to be for the NFL offseason and also the stretch run of the NBA season. Panini NFT trading cards giving you the opportunity to pull the autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, also one of one NFTs from every pack. Visit PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain. The official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton, is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> 
And then they're never at any of the – Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know – Lil Dirk, and you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you? T- why are you telling me see the whole time? <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All righty. Yeah. Who is this, Marvin? This is the Pride of Dayton, Ohio, a band by the name of Slave. Okay. I don't remember him. I just remember the Ohio players. Mm-hmm. They would be called the Ohio Playas right now. For sure. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. Not this family. The Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Jim Jackson, NBA on TNT. Clippers analyst. Fox College basketball analyst. One of our favorites. Jim Jackson joining us from Madison, Wisconsin. How's morale, Jim? How you feeling? <laughs> I got the best job in the world, man. I'm, I'm still undefeated since I retired. So I like it. I'm good. All right. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I was wondering, you had a foot injury when you were at Ohio State. I, I think maybe a mm-hmm. stress fracture. And, and watching yeah. LeBron's injury, mm-hmm. I think he first said that he stepped on somebody's shoe or foot, and then I thought maybe it's a high ankle sprain. The way he landed, to right. me, looked different and and more serious than a, than you yep. you know, land on somebody's foot what did you see in that situation well i mean it goes back because a lot of times with those injuries dan as you know it's a lingering effect of something else so that foot had been bothering him for a little while from my understanding yeah. so when you have a non-contact injury like that again it's a result of wear and tear something over time so that was just like the needle in the haystack right there, one that kind of took it over the top. So when he planted it and I saw it, I was like, oh, man. And I started to hear more about the injury itself. Because for you think about it, at this point in LeBron's career, he's on the back end, less days than more. Getting to the playoffs is very important. So for him to be out and talking about two weeks, maybe three, it has to be something really serious because they had a chance to kind of inch up, and if nothing else, get in the playing game yeah. and – 
go from there. But I think the injury is more serious than probably what they let on. Because if it's two to three weeks to just to be reevaluated, it's probably some swelling in there. It looked like it may be, and I'm not a doctor, but it looks like it may have been under the arch of his foot, kind of like where plantar fasciitis is at. All of those soft tissue injuries right there, I think all got affected on, uh, on, that, on that play. And then I got to wonder if in three weeks he can come back, do you even want him to come back? You know, let's try to get the play-in game, or do we shut him down for the rest of the season no matter what? Well, it depends on where the Lakers are at, too, at that particular point. Because AD, you know, not playing back-to-back games still hurts the, the Lakers. Now, they were able to split that series, Memphis and OKC, and win that game in OKC and give themselves a good chance to continue to, to kind of push up the ladder a little bit. But a lot has to do with that. I mean, I like the moves that they made in regards to the acquisitions. Does that get them a championship this year? I don't think so from a roster perspective. Can they be competitive in a one-game scenario? In the play-in, of course. LeBron is healthy. AD is healthy. And you got Vanderbilt playing the kind of defense he plays. I mean, and Elite BZ, they, they can be very competitive. Now, in the seven-game series, no home court advantage, that's a different story. The most threatening team in the West is who? The most threatening team in the West. I mean, at the one at the top of the leaderboard, which is Denver, that nobody talks about. Because still the narrative is around – if the Clippers get healthy and whole in regards to, you know, the acquisitions and them playing together. Um, but yet Denver has been the most consistent team. They don't get a, a lot of the credit because of their past failures in the playoffs. So it's weird to say who could be the most dangerous when that, they're the best team in the league in regards to the Western Conference. But do you but think they're the they most dangerous? Like they can be the best team, but playoff time, the most dangerous team in the West is... Yeah, but you know why? They got they're gonna have home court advantage all the way around. Okay. And they got the guy, the Jokers, that can change the total complexity of the game. And you have some X factors like Porter Jr. that if he comes to play, that can be really serious. Now, I mean, do we know how good the Mavericks will be once Kyrie and they, and they won last night, Kyrie and Luca? Of course. Because those two, again, late game situations, Kyrie leads the fourth quarter in scoring. They could be a team that from a matchup perspective could be very difficult to have to contend with, especially if you are a lower-seeded team. The team that is more for real, for the lack of a better description, the Kings, uh-huh. the Grizzlies. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Grizzlies because they have a little bit more experience in the playoffs in regards to where they've been. Um, the makeup of the team. But now, you know, but they're still young in some aspects of it, though, Dan. And that's the part that kind of bothers me a little bit is that this year they came in with the expectations because of what happened last year, which is great. But if you look at their team, too, they're still pretty young in key positions. Um, I love Desmond Bain. Um, Jaron Jackson, to me, is the key in regards to being healthy in the playoffs. I love the way Taylor Jenkins kind of manipulates the lineups and gets the most out of his guys. But I got to get my head, I mean, my credit to Mike Brown. This, Dan, to me, is the perfect Mike Brown team. You say, why? Well, when he's with Cleveland, he kind of had LeBron, and LeBron kind of ran things. That The Lakers, it wasn't really – it was still kind of somebody else's. This is his team, a young team that has bought in, yeah. that kind of filtered out, streamlined the 
um, roster. So you didn't have a lot of overlapping positions. Darren Fox is on point on pace. Sabonis is like probably one of the best acquisitions. I really love the direction in which Sacramento is going. I really love how they responded to Mike Brown, even though he's probably been criticized in other scenarios about his offensive kind of taste and style. We're talking to Jim Jackson. He's a busy man, NBA on TNT, Clippers analyst. You called, uh, uh, you got uh, Purdue at Wisconsin, or you had that last mm-hmm. night. And then last you, night, you had yeah. Lakers, Grizzlies. Are you sold on uh, the big man with Purdue? In college, definitely. Well, no. But you know, you know I said, <laughs> well, in college, in okay. college, yeah. Okay, but are you sold on him? I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Five years in in regards to his experience in playing. If you look at the preseason All-American team, it was four post players, traditional post players, and one guard, Marcus Sasser. So you had Oscar Sheboy, you had Drew Timmy, you had um, – it was Zach Eady and Trace Jackson Davis. Why? Because in college, a traditional post player is going to get multiple touches all the time, all the time. In the league, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So post players can still be post players and be dominant. And why that is effective is because now you got a double team. You have a lot of shooting available around the court. And Zach Eady, I'm going to tell you, then watching him progress the last few years, the thing that gets me – and you can see how good he really is. One is confident. You know, you play well, Dan, you've been around enough to know. Guys start to get successful. Mentally, they know they can play. His footwork, his touch around the rim, his acceptance of double teams and how to beat them, and his awareness, court awareness. All these things you can watch and see that he's grown accustomed to and comfortable with. That's why I like where he's at. Now, to me, the, the, the key with Purdue is their backcourt. Because Fletcher Lawyer and also Braden Smith are two young freshmen who are a little bit smaller at the guard position, that if they're not playing well, this is a different Purdue team. We were uh, talking about uh, scoring the uh, Antoine Davis, trying to beat Pete Maravich's all-time scoring record, uh, fell Mm -hmm. three points shy, and we were talking about different scoring outputs. Are we going to see somebody... You know, get to 80 points again like Kobe. What's the most points mm-hmm. somebody scored on you or your team in a game that you were in? Latrell Sprewell, Golden State, scored 50-plus. It might have been close to 55. Okay. that And that was the year they were transitioning from um, – they were renovating the arena in Oakland and played in San Jose. See, I tell you, I still remember because Latrell went off on it. Um, at that point, but you know, getting fifty at that time, forty, it meant something. Yeah. Not that it, not, not that it doesn't mean it now, but it's it's the relevancy in which it's taking place. Um, what I, I mean, the 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 amount of times that it's taking place now, kind of does take away from it being more of a special moment because of the rule changes and guys doing it right now. It's like, oh, somebody got fifty, whereas before it's like, oh. Somebody got 50. Yeah. Totally different. I was uh, watching how Golden State was playing defense on Russell Westbrook. And yeah. Draymond yeah. Green is way deep in the paint. Mm-hmm. Russ is at mm-hmm. the top of the key. He could walk over, dribble two times, and shoot a free throw. Yep. How's this happen? Yeah. How's this happen? Mental. How does Ben Simmons know, uh, not want to shoot? But do you think Russ it, is mental? Because he wants yeah, to it, shoot. It, it, it's mental. 
No, no, it's mental. But I'm going to tell you why. Because then this game is so delicate on the mental psyche, okay, that you would go from a Ben Simmons who could score the basketball who would never want to shoot the ball. He can go through a game and not even look at the rim. A Russell Westbrook who is known full speed to come down, he'll pull up for a jump shot 15 feet. Remember, he'll get to the left side, use the glass off yeah. the backboard. Yeah. You know, he would shoot a three, not that he was the most efficient, but without hesitation. The mental aspect of not being as successful over and over. And you say, well, I'm not listening to the outside noise. That's impossible. It's impossible because you hear it no matter what. And you play that into your mind. And you say, well, it doesn't affect me. Well, you say that. But the actions and what we see on the court a lot of times reflect something totally different. And when you're that wide open on multiple occasions and you don't even look at the rim, it's mental. mental. And that's why I say that the mentally tough players are the ones that kind of break through when things sometimes don't go right, which will happen when you play this game long enough. But it, it, it always felt like Russ should stop shooting. He kept shooting, and he's not a good shooter. Now, Draymond's basically saying, you can shoot a free throw. Go ahead. I get, he was embarrassing Russell Westbrook with that. I know, but here's the thing. Okay, he's, he may not be a great three-point shooter, but he was a really good mid-range shooter. So why not take two dribbles and pull up for 15? That tells you the mental psyche in which where he's at in his head. Because you're right. Okay, Draymond was like imploring him to shoot the ball. Yeah. Okay, no, maybe I won't take this three-pointer, but I'll come in a little bit closer, 17, 16, 15 feet, and make you pay for backing up. But, Jim, he, he didn't, didn't do, do that, that either. I know, that's what's that, amazing. That, that, but, that, but see, but that's <laughs> the mental part of it, Dan. Dang. And no matter how long he's played this game and successful as he has been, strong-minded player, one of the strongest-minded players that we've seen play this game, okay, allows that part of it, that part of not being successful to affect his whole game. That part of it affects everything he does because you know why? He ends up getting himself in a little bit more trouble trying to get closer to the rim instead of shooting, creating plays. He's turning the ball over, making some probably not the smartest decisions at the end of the game because you know why? He won't shoot. Who's going to get to 80 points? Well, Devin Booker can definitely get there. Um, Giannis can get there because he gets to the free throw line, even though he may not be the most skilled player, like he said. Um, we've seen um, Donovan Mitchell get close, of course. Damian Litter. I mean, if, if Clay gets hot, we've seen it. What he can do from the three-point line, it, it's 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 amazing too that the way the wait. I'm gonna take it back. If if you want to play defense in this league, which is tough, then and you want to kind of carve out your niche, it's hard because you really can't play the way you want to play because you're penalized for being a really good defensive player that kind of uses his strength and size and length to to be really good. And I get why the NBA, NFL, baseball want more offense, you want more excitement. I get it. But then you lose the essence of the challenge, especially in the NBA, of a guy saying, you know what, I want to take pride in shutting somebody down. Give me a chance to do it. It's like a cornerback on a receiver. Give me a chance to utilize my skill set 
to be able to go one-on-one. But if everything is skewed towards the offensive player, what do I do? I, I might as well not play any defense. And, and J.J. Redick has talked about this, that you know he's tired of hearing the get-off-my-lawn guys about the physicality of the, the way the game used to be played. But the reality of it is the greatest player who ever played the game got roughed up, and that's where the Pistons created the Jordan rules, and Mike decided to get stronger. That if you look at what was a hard foul, a playoff foul, now you right. get thrown mm-hmm. out of a game. So J.J. has to understand, while it might not be, you know, Greco-Roman wrestling back in the day, I could put my hand on you, I could do an arm bar on you, and we didn't, you know, we looked at it and like, that's just a hard, they were called hard fouls. Now, now it's the intent, what's the intent? That's a technical. So when he says, oh, you know, I don't want to hear about the physicality, it was there. Can't deny that. You don't have the physicality. You're not able to be physical in today's NBA. No, and I think J.J. was trying to refer to off the ball before a player gets it. Like he, I think he used Steph for an example, like off the ball, the amount of holding that takes place. That's one thing. Coming to the lane and getting hit across the face with an elbow is something totally different when you're attempting a shot or trying to get inside the lane. Going across the lane to set a screen on a post player and they're taught to put the elbow right in your throat or in your chest yeah. is a little bit different than off the ball. And then the the reason why I don't I, I try to stay away from this is my argument about errors. Every error is totally different. You it's hard to compare. The young men and women that are playing the game today, it's hard for me to be upset with them because all they know is what what's in front of them. All they can understand is the game that they've been playing. They didn't grow up in the park. They didn't grow up playing in, like, you know, raggedy gyms. They didn't play in backyards. A lot of them. So this is how this is how they see the game. And, of course, this is how they're going to play. When I grew up, it was alleys. It was, it was the parks. It was backyards. It was raggedy gyms. But that's what I knew. All I knew. That's how I – and my game reflected the era. So you can go from the 50s to the 60s to the 70s to the 80s to the 90s. All of those eras and the players, the way they play, reflects the era in which they grew up in. So that's why when you go back and forth, you start trying to compare, it's impossible. And I'll give you a prime example. They said, well, Steph couldn't play in the 80s or 90s. I said, why? They said, because he's too small. I said, well, Isaiah did. Michael Adams did. D. Brown did. Uh, Muggsy Bogues played, Spud Webb played. I said, the difference is they grew up playing the game a different way. So you can't transfer a step, skill set today, and take it back to 85, 86, because he wouldn't be playing the game that way. And vice versa, you couldn't take a Shaquille O'Neal, Alonzo Mourning, and put him in 2023 and expect him to be a dominant post player. That's where the argument kind of loses a lot of its steam is because you can't, it's not trans, it's not easily transferable like that. Yeah, it, it would be interesting if you had one of those body switching movies and Steph went back to the 70s and he's like, hey, ref, he's got his hands on me. Hey, they knocked exactly, me to right? the ground. Hey, that's a, that's a flagrant foul. Oh, you don't know what a flagrant, no, a flagrant foul. That's a hard foul, Steph. You know. But you, you, your coaches back then would put somebody in the game and take two to three hard fouls just sure. because. Absolutely. Just, just because. And, and bring them back out. So you did your job. Like Rick Mahorn 
or Charles Oakley wouldn't have roles in today's NBA. You know what? They'll be more like Draymond. Have to playmate. Have to do those little things like that. Seriously, in today's game, they can still be physical from the perspective of that, but they would have to add a skill set more so. Both were highly intelligent players, though. Okay, they just didn't have the ball in their hands like Draymond does. Yeah. But in order to you know, in order to really excel in this league, you have to have some kind of skill set in order that benefits the team outside of you know rebounding the basketball. Always great to talk to you. Safe travels. Always, man. How's Zane? All right, Zanesville. Zanesville, Zanesville, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Have you been to Zanesville, Ohio? Yeah, I have. How about this, Dan? My senior year in high school, regional semifinals in Columbus. We played Zanesville High School. All right. And? Well, you know what happened. You torched him. Yeah, we won. Did you see the statue of me in Zanesville? Because... No, they no, they took it down for other reasons. Oh, they did. <laughs> well, they, well, they are they are taking down statues, so <laughs> yeah, they, they took it down for other reasons. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Safe travels. Anytime, thanks, brother. All right, that's Jim Jackson. Yeah, I was born in Zanesville, Ohio. Wasn't really raised there. Did you, you moved uh, a few times as young. Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, but so when someone says Dan Patrick is from blank Ohio, Mason, Ohio, okay, Cincinnati, Ohio. I went to University of Dayton, but people go, oh, you're from Dayton. I'm like, no, I'm from more Cincinnati. Well, you spent most of your youth in Mason. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right by Kings Island. Now, what if Zanesville tries to claim you? They can't. They'd like to. No, but they can't. It's like Eastern Kentucky tries to claim me, and they didn't want me. (laughs) Now they want me. It's like, uh, I'm not claiming them. Let's put it that way. How about we take a break? Yes, Paul. When you were, I'll save it. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Don't bring up a sensitive subject here. Something that's just in time for a break. Yeah, hurt my feelings. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeart Radio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah! Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich. Here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. 
like a rugged half-ton tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I was going to say this sounded a little like the time, but it's Rick James. It is. Yeah. Make sure you sign up for the DP Show newsletter, available daily at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. And uh, all you have to do is go to danpatrick.com. Put in your email address in the box that slides out, bottom right corner. Watching the Combine yesterday. Couldn't help but think of another made-for-TV event. And it's the tone that I was listening for. Now, there's no fans. It's quiet. And you're going to do the 40-yard dash. And you would get... Here's Jimmy Lipper, tight end out of Alabama. And that's a four eight nine. Now, here are the Yorkies at the Westminster Dog Show. Here is Bijan Robinson. And that's a four three nine. Look at the Terrier division here. Now, this is a fun group here. A lot of personality. A lot of personality here. But there's this sense of calm as you're watching the combine. Look at the upside on that Yorkie. Yeah. Uh, here's Will Levis with the three-cone drill. Uh, now here comes the non-sporting group. Oh, we love those. Here we go. How much can you bench? Yeah. Now, how much do you think I could bench for? That's exactly like Best in Show. That's exactly. Best in Show is spectacular. What a wonderful movie. Christopher Guest. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned that movie, and I just lose it. No. Oh, just, just a Fred dozen... Willard was unbelievable in that movie. Yeah. But, you know, you're not going to get nominated for anything, even though that is such an unbelievable role. That's it was so I, good. I love those Christopher Guest movies because it's always the same actors. He yeah. uses like the same 10 people in every movie. So when you watch, uh, what's the one, like A Mighty Wind yeah. or whatever, God, that was hilarious. And then Parker Posey's in that too. And yeah. then they, they're all just so funny. Waiting for Guffman. Waiting for Guffman was hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, and he lets them ad lib. 
uh, a great amount of that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Doug in North Carolina. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind today, Doug? Well, Dan, I wanted to ask you a question about yesterday's show. You were talking somewhat in disbelief about Joe Montana getting rid of all of his uh, personal memorabilia. Yeah. And as you were talking about it, I was thinking to myself, I wonder if Dan has a Mike Flag collection from his career. You're in that man cave with other people's memorabilia, but have you held on to memorabilia from your own career, or have you gone Joe Montana and gotten rid of it? No, I have every press pass of every event I ever covered. And I have it on the doors here in the man cave. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan, when he announces retirement with the Bulls, uh, that's over there. I've got uh, press passes from 1984 NBA Finals. I, I tried to keep the, the 86 World Series with the Mets, uh, Super Bowls. I tried to keep everything, every event that I went to. I don't look back and go, oh, I'm going to take all the ESPN stuff away. And I do have an ESPN pin that they used to put on their jackets when the anchors were uh, wearing an ESPN pin. I No, I, if I had a CNN mic flag or Channel 2 in Dayton, Ohio, or ESPN mic flag, yeah, I'd have no problem displaying those things. Yeah, Paul. That brings us to the question. Someday when we do wrap up this show, what happens to everything in this building? I think I'm just going to leave it as maybe a tourist attraction for people to come in out of town right off the highway. Come in, use the Traeger grill, shoot some hoops, maybe uh, toss the football. We got some pinball. I got uh, Miller Lite on tap here. Hey, kids, where do you want to go this summer? We want to go to the Dan Patrick Show Man Cave. Okay. Yay. Final hour coming up. Tim Kirchin, ESPN, will join us. I always love talking to Timmy. Also, try to get to more phone calls. It is a meet Friday. have to check out. Traegerville, see how everything's going. So one more hour to go. Fritzy, Seton, Marv, Polly, and yours truly. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.